Goku. All right, all right. Welcome to Tater Talks Bonus Sizzle. This week's extra crispy little bonus episode, we're going to talk about comics only for the most part. Ooh, just comics. Yeah. So if they're extra, extra crispy, is it like burnt? A little bit. Well, no. We're not burning it. Cajun style. Oh, ooh, spicy. You never burn something, you just make it Cajun style. Spicy. And I'm here on the kitchen floor, Anthony. Well, oh, oh, I'm Brian. (laughs) Oh, 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 I'm Joe. She, she is not giving it her all, Jen. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Taylor Swift song, Jen. Jesus. I, the thing is, I just had that moment where I was like, oh, I know that song. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's leaving me. It's leaving oh, me. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you almost succeeded in utterly failing. Yeah. Almost. All That's right. okay, Jen. You know... We're in a new setting. We're not actually at the store. We are not. This time we are recording in the fabulous apartment of moi. That would be Anthony. Me, Anthony. <laughs> Me, Anthony? It's, Me still, Anthony? it's still moist outside, though. Oh, it is. It will never not be moist oh. outside. I feel like we're experiencing, like, the flood. Just the flood. <laughs> the flood? Is there an arc outside? It's an arc outside. Oh. Is it the halo flood? <laughs> Oh well, they, my god, I would love that. No, I would not. I would, because then I get to shoot <laughs> anything I want. That's my chance to reenact red versus blue. Oh, is that Finally. What it is? We already reenacted at work essentially. Red versus blue is tight. <laughs> <laughs> that way it can be light red. Arcs oh, are yeah. tight. <laughs> you want to be the pink one? Light red. <laughs> light red. Yeah. Lurple? Light red. Yeah, it's light. Light purple. It's not pink. Yeah, I know. Light red. You're right. Jesus. You're right. It's been a while, my man. It's Listen been a while. Here, you really are the church of this podcast. Oh, wait, I'm the church? <laughs> Excuse me here, sir. So this week we're going to talk about two comics. Brian, what are we going to talk about this week? We will be talking about Absolute Carnage number one. Carnage. 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 Cletus Cassidy. Cletus Cassidy. <laughs> and then uh, we'll also be talking about House of X. How great would it be if number Woody two? Harrelson plays Cassidy like that in Venom 2? It- he could. Hey there, Eddie Brock. It's me, Cletus Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to murder you now. going to kill you. going to wear your skin. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to Cletus, yo, Cassidy. <laughs> and then, yeah, we're going to talk about House of X 2. Dos. Dos semanas. Dos. Dos Hausa. I don't know Spanish. <laughs> so, dos. Casa? Issue. Casa. Thank you. I know, I'm like, I know what house is. I do I know you, that. Man. I got you. Uh, I only can remember the Spanish word for boro. I'm like, that's not applicable. <laughs> the Spanish word for boro, we mean boro. Boro, yeah. It's like, <laughs> why am I wanting to say that? House of Donkey. Two. All right. Well, let's um, let's Shrek start this off book. with the, I guess the less. Well, really, they're both really big comics. But let's they're start with the, big, the lesser of the two, yeah. I guess, uh, which is uh, Absolute Carnage number one. And by lesser, we don't I, mean they're not as good. Just. One comic clearly took the wind out of another comic sales last week or this week. Yep. It did. I mean, unfortunate timing. Yeah. I mean, we kind of, it seems like almost every single week because we know we do our book of the week and uh, it, it's almost always going to be like Powers or a House, but we can't be doing that for 10 weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. So we have to talk about it in length on a bonus episode. We, we, we really wanted to not like only talk about Marvel books, but then those two books came out and we're like, oh, oh no, shit. <laughs> we can't actually not talk about those two books. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, we'll start with the Absolute Carnage number one. It is a thick 
It book. is a dense book. Only it six really ads. Is. Thickness. Only six <laughs> yeah. ads. I was impressed. For an $8 book, only six ads. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. It's a whole lot of pages, though. And it's a whole lot of words. A lot of words. But the art's beautiful, though. A lot of really good segment art, but even yeah. the art is densely packed. Like yes. you've got pages that have like almost twenty panels on one page. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then each panel, there's not a panel that does not have words too. I'm like, shit, guys. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Like the, those two books that we're going to be talking about this week are both very, very word heavy and like necessary and necessary. Shit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, absolute carnage. If you've been reading uh, Silver Surfer Black. Uh, you will also know, you'll be refreshed on uh, Null, mm-hmm. uh, which is the symbiote god. god uh, slash, or, I guess, or creator of all of them, both. Yeah. Creator, conqueror, everything. Creator, conqueror, god. Yeah. Grendel. Yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> in a cage trying to be let out. Um, but yeah, so it's it starts with that and then it just gets crazier. I feel so bad for Spider-Man in this book. (laughs) Never before have I felt Peter's absolute just, God damn it, I hate these things. Yeah. And then (laughs) I I do love even uh, Eddie, like towards the end, it's just like, man, this really does suck. I'm also tired of the symbiotes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, man, I need this to end. For any of you guys who haven't been keeping up, this pretty much is the beginning of the end of what Donny Cates has been building to with Venom, Web of Venom. Cult of Carnage, Web of Carnage, all the stuff he's been writing. I think since like late last year. Yeah, it's he's been working on this one book for six months. Just this book. Just this book. But it's and been being set up. I think he's at the end for what two years. Or every like every that? book Donny Cates is writing has fed into this. Even Guardians at some point kind of sort of referenced it. Silver Surfer is referencing it. Uh, Venom, Web of Venom, any of the spinoffs, Funeral Pyre. They're all building into it. And what it is is basically Carnage's. I guess in service to Null, I'll say in service to, but I don't even know if that's really the word to say. In service to Null is deciding he's going to retrieve all of the people who've ever possessed a symbiote. And they're symbiotes. Yeah, because they explain at the very beginning that it leaves a, um, every single person that it inhabits, it leaves a codex of itself or an imprint of itself on their DNA, um, which I believe it's based in the spine. Uh, At least that's what it seems like in this book. So, yeah, during this book, he gets all a whole bunch of people's spines from <laughs> digs them up. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. He ranges them and makes sure that uh, Eddie can see it and be like, yo, I'm, I'm coming after you, dog. And Eddie's like, but you don't have to. I, I just want to. Yeah, but I, I do. I just want to let my son know that I'm his father, but I can't because I might die. Yeah. <laughs> then he's definitely going to be fatherless. Then he's definitely going to be fatherless. <laughs> I just love how it's like, Eddie's like, you, you could leave me out of this. And Kalidus is like, ah, I wish I could. You, you got you got the codex in you, my brah. You got the codex, my friend. I'm sorry. We got to... My you, question is, Eddie has two codexes, though. Yeah. He should. Yeah, he should. Because he's got anti and venom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious about that. Yeah. And uh, also, I feel like this is almost like the... Uh, this is almost like the movie The One, where yes. Yes. he's just... <laughs> You, you I know, love that movie. Carnage <laughs> is just killing, or not killing off, but yeah, actually killing yeah, off, no, but he's getting there. Them. But he's gra- gathering all their codexes because he becomes more powerful with every single codex he get. So <laughs> it's like a Highlander, only you get power you get, on top yeah. of just being so, the only one left. The one. <laughs> Here's my question about that. Speaking of those lines, yes. the reason why I said in service to earlier, do we really think Carnage is doing this to 
serve Null or to eventually supplant oh, Null. Oh, to take over. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. There's no way oh, Cleavish sure. is doing this as a, like, I'll do it for you. It's like, or I will become you. Yeah, I I, I think you're correct. And also, I mean, because in this, in this book, we don't actually see Carnage until the very last panel. And even then, it's not Carnage Carnage. It's, it's, the, it's yeah. Norman Osborn's Carnage, which... Or Norman Osborn thinks he's Cleus Cassidy now, so that's as close as they're going to get, I guess. Um, See, I don't know, because the Carnage symbiote actually can reform Cletus on itself. Yeah. So it can create Cletus. I don't know. Yeah, I it, don't know. It can create his outer, uh, you know, it wasn't his brain, too. I mean, it really could cre- it, recreate him. Yeah. It just, it wouldn't be his, he wouldn't be his own thinking being. Yeah. I mean, he and that's the problem. He hasn't been since um, I, Carnage I, USA, ex- though. Exactly. I, I'm just gonna, I don't think he has been anyway, but. Yeah, but, well, maybe since. Since Norman does have all of his memories and everything, yeah. maybe he's just going to reform Cletus around Norman because Norman's brain is essentially Cletus Cassidy's right now. Yeah, and then we have the other thing of forming it around Norman is the smartest thing because that instantly removes all the symbiote weaknesses because of the goblin serum. Yep. So if I'm if yeah. I'm Carnage, which Carnage at this point is also Cletus, mm-hmm. so if I'm that together mind, I pick the body that has the serum that means I'm no longer affected by fire or sound or anything like that. I'm like, yeah, that's that's my body now. I'll just recreate myself on him. Yeah. Look like a fucked up chia pet. Carnage. Carnage. Oh my god, Marvel, please release a chia pet of Carnage now. <laughs> Gotta find some way to make it red flowers. Like, grow red flowers instead. No, like it's just the red veiny like oh, like vine. Gross. Oh gross. <laughs> but I definitely have it though. Yes. Come on, do it. I, I do like the way that the all the circles are on their face. It reminded me of all the uh, the invincible. Um, oh yeah, uh, um, yeah. Clones, oh, yeah, or not yeah, clones, yeah, yeah. but the the different timelines, yeah. invincibles. I thought that was really cool. I like that. This is Marvel's like at least Donny Cates is shot at doing kind of a horror book, like a true horror book. Like yeah. it is much more. It is a very much a horror seeming. book, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this is kind of cool. Like yeah. Marvel, you always ever you always like tiptoe to a horror book, but you never usually kind of jump in, even like. The monsters books and stuff always kind of stay away, but like this one's like, oh no, this is going to be a hell of a horror book when it's done. Yeah, uh, it's it's a lot of fun though. Uh, I'm in I'm enjoying the read. Like you said, the Stegman's art is just crazy good. As I was reading, I was like, wait a minute, this art's way too clean, and I had to turn back to the beginning. I was like, oh, Ryan Stegman's doing it. That makes complete sense. <laughs> Damn, does he know how to draw Spider Man? <laughs> he does. He knows how to draw Spider Man. Sorry, Jim. I don't know. I love uh, the frame where. Um... He grabs the third rail. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was gorgeous. That was gorgeous. I mean, every <laughs> single time we get a close-up of Eddie Brock's face, yeah. it's just, it's a good-looking face, the even faces. though it's old, you know? <laughs> His faces always look like comic book characters, but not in the bad sense where it's like everything's too exaggerated. No, that's a comic book character because they're just a little too perfect, but in a good way, but they always look like, I, I like looking at this face, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And he knows how to frame action. He does, and his, his art reminds me a lot of Otley, or I should say vice versa. Yeah. Uh, but both of their works are very much, it just reminds me of one another. Um, not so, a bad reminder. Nope, not at all. Uh, <laughs> He's a lot like, to me, Stegman's a lot like Copel, where if you put Copel on the book or you put Stegman on the book, whether I'm interested in the character or not, well, read it. I'm going to have to read you now. And I am I am one of those Spider-Man fans, lifelong Spider-Man fan. I actually, I hate all the symbiotes. I've never <laughs> liked them. I think they're stupid. I think Phage, Lash, everybody's dumb. But I always read the symbiote things because as one of our customers actually pointed out yesterday, um, one of our customers, Jimmy, he goes, well, you read it because you're a Spider-Man fan. I'm like, yep. And I read everything vaguely connected. Even when he's not in the book, I'm like, well, it's 
Carnage, minimum Carnage. Spider Man's mm-hmm. not even in minimum Carnage, really. I'm like, oh, look, it's Carnage. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it, one day it might get brought up in an issue of ASM, so I'm going to read you. I was right there with you with FF. Yeah. You know, I read almost the whole wall every week because in some book, so it, some way. Yeah, the it FF makes it nice involved. when it's a good artist. Like, oh, it does. like oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because it is, because we're all, most of us are child of the 90s, we all grew up with. The Spider-Man, either the Spider-Man comic or the Spider-Man cartoon series, both of which were heavily, heavily symbiote. Oh my gosh, infected. Yeah. So I think even the nowadays comic creators are the exact same thing. So they're all are just drawing on the symbiotes. You said a point that I think we were talking in the store about yesterday, kind of basically the same point where we're reading comics now by people who are our age when we were kids, who are now just writing the '90s cartoon, the '90s ver- like the '90s comics are coming back in a bit. Death's Head. Uh, Death's Head only came back because that writer (laughs) probably grew up when Death's Head was a big deal. Like, the hell, New Mutants, they're going to get a new book coming out of House of X. Mm -hmm. That's got to be only because probably when Hickman was just really kind of clicking with the X-Men comics, New Mutants were everywhere. Oh, yeah. Although Hickman's a little bit older, so maybe not. But, you know, it's like... Mm The 90s in comic books, both Marvel and DC is kind of coming back. So I feel like all of us 90s kids grew up and we're like, well, I'm going to goddamn write it myself. <laughs> hookers and blow. That's right. like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wouldn't put it past this book to have hookers and blow in it. Uh, it's the name of the two new mutants. He's going to create hooker, hookers and blow. blow. Yeah. Like you sniff it and you become a, oh, my God, that'd be horrifying. They would Aww. be, would they be symbios? <laughs> Is that like the cereal that that would be created? The symbiosis. They undergo symbiosis. Symbiosis. Yeah. They undergo symbiosis. I will say in a weird way, and this shouldn't be because mm-hmm. I hated the movie so much, but Absolute Carnage does have me curious what they're going to do with Carnage in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I might like, just feed yeah. off this book. Oh my god! Just, just even do though something. I don't like the director, because I don't think I, I oh. like Andy Serkis. I just don't know if he'll be good for the movie. Hey, hey keep that to be. the normal podcast, sir. This Sorry, is a yeah, comic yeah, yeah. Podcast. But I'm curious <laughs> if this book, because this book, I could see this book going them going. Wait a minute, this is kind of cool. Let's fucking use some of this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes, especially because it has been. I mean, since he you know first started writing for them, he was saying that he was leading up to something big, especially with these guys. So. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to the rest of it. It's, again, it's a meaty book. It's it a is. it's a hefty. In um, I mean, at the same time, I haven't read any of this. I haven't. I don't read Spider Man. I don't read Venom. And I I ran out of time, but I was well on my way to making it through the whole book. And it's actually very straightforward. They really do yeah. explain all you need to know. I'm sure there's. It would be a lot. I'm sure you'd get a whole lot more out of this book if you had read it, but. You don't have to turn away from it if you haven't read it because it's... Well, Donnie Cates is nothing if not a very thorough writer. Yeah, and everything that it seems like you need in this book is also somewhat touched on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they they also did the the awesome Marvel thing that they do where it's just like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then it has an asterisk. Want to know more about this? Want to know more about this? Go back to this book. Enough said. That's my Mm -hmm. favorite thing. Want to know more about this? Go to this issue. I still feel like every comic, whether it's Marvel, DC, Image, Boom, whatever, if you're an ongoing series... You should do that, especially if it happens in a different book other than the one that you're that you're reading already. Man, that would have been really useful in Morning Glories. <laughs> Remember this thing? Go back two years to that issue. Yeah, you know it probably would have helped too if it came out regularly. That too. Yeah, too. But I didn't have to read two years ago. <laughs> Go back two years ago, you know, which was four issues ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was good. I, I, I'm just curious. so every issue is going to be about this thick. Oh, that'd be good. Um, every, oh. So every because he's been working on this for a while, so every issue is supposed to be pretty hefty. 
Um, they might not be quite as thick, but they're supposed to be all pretty thick. They're usually they're all of them are about six to eight dollars. Okay, and. He said he's basically in all the tie-ins. Um, he said on Twitter, he's like, all the tie-ins are not going to just be stupid tie-ins. They're all going to feed into what the last issue will eventually end up being. Okay. Do you know like, how many issues? It's five. Okay. Five issues? Okay, cool. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. All right. Well, um, so that's uh, your absolute carnage. It was absolutely terrific. I was trying to say like, carnage-rific. No. It doesn't work. It's absolutely <laughs> horrific in a good way. It was absolute <laughs> carnage going on in that book well you know what there definitely was <laughs> it was spine tingling Ooh, because they take out the spines get it ah. Ah. so we're gonna say symbiote to, ew, to him. Ew, ew. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna head on to the house of x number two talk Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Whoa. What a book. I could what use, a book. I could use some more of this oh, book. Oh, boo. Oh, goodness. <laughs> boo. Wow, you really McTaggart that on, didn't you? I did. <laughs> yes. Stop trying to mutate this <laughs> into something it's not. Oh. Hey, listen, I'm just going to try to reincarnate this conversation. So, actually. Someone should have killed you a lot sooner so you couldn't come back. <laughs> that is a good place to start because I think we have to clarify something about this issue. Clarify for me. One, we find out. Moira has apparently always been a mutant, which is a big goddamn deal. And we'll get to that in a second. But I have it has come to my attention by watching some people's YouTube videos who do this professionally and have a million subscribers, (laughs) comic books explained, as well as customers. They did not understand the mechanism of her power. It is not a lot of people confuse it. They were thinking that when she died, she just got born again in a new body to a new mother and father. It's not that. If Moira was born in 1935, I'm just picking a random year. Yeah. If she dies in 2019, she gets reborn in 1935 in her body again, just with all her previous knowledge. So every life is a new timeline. Apparently, a lot of people did not quite get that. I actually had a couple customers even mention that. And they're like, wait. I'm like, it's this. Like, oh, okay. How could she have met Charles multiple times? Yeah, that isn't confusing how, a lot of customers. That doesn't customers. make any sense. Like, yeah. The only reason I can even somewhat see it is because it does seem like at the beginning of the book, it takes place in like the 17 or 1800s. That's just Ireland. I know. And I was about to say, and it just, it just, that's just the way it looks. Cause there was no, like, you know, there, there was no electronics around her or anything like that. Yeah. And then she's like in a bed dying or whatever. And that's so, just parts of Ireland in the thirties and forties. Yeah, that's and, how they look. And that's what I thought. I, I actually did. Ireland are yeah. still very yeah. much like So that. I actually initially thought that the first couple of pages. And then as I read it, I was like, Oh, I see what this is doing. There was just nothing that was, you know, telling yeah. you this was this modern year. day or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, this was this year. So, so anyways, having that yeah. out of the way, holy shit, turns out Moira's a mutant. Oh. Yeah. And that um, it also explains how people could have, you know, separate things that happen at different times, but it's still the 616 because yeah. Yeah. it's just her different lives. And it explains a lot of things about her being a mutant makes Moira make a lot more sense in a couple ways. It does. One, until now, she was the only human being we ever knew that caught, that contracted the legacy virus. Yeah. A mutant exclusive disease, which never made sense. They have never explained why she caught it. It was always a thing where like, oh, whatever, she just got it. It's like, well, that's okay. I guess we're not going to explain that one. And now it's like, holy shit. Yeah. That's why she caught it. Yep. And it also, Moira has the unfortunateness. Every single writer that ever has written Moira has written her wildly different <laughs> emotionally, yeah. uh, 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 intelligence-wise. Like She's always smart, but they always write her. Every writer does not. It's like, it's not like Cyclops is a stamped. You know how Cyclops is. Yeah. 
for the most part, every writer writes Cyclops somewhat the same. Sometimes he's more of a dick or whatever, but you can see the, the seeds of Cyclops there. They always write more of a different. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, well, I mean, with this, you shit. Know, I feel like the this book came out of Hickman, where he came up like he was dreaming or whatever he was doing. It's just like, huh, I wonder what pa- mutant power we haven't used yet. Huh. I wonder, what resurre- I wonder what resurrection would be like. Oh, that's pretty cool. I wonder who I could get. I could give it to more. Like, I wonder if that's how this entire book started and that he yeah. just pitched it to Marvel and they're like, well, yeah, why not? Okay. Okay. This would fix a lot of the things, the really terrible storylines that we've had over the years. <laughs> there is a page in here where it's showing Moira attempting all her other lives. Mm-hmm. And it was just so cool. Like the one where she like killed all of the Trask oh, family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, well, I killed all the Trasks. That didn't work. Nope. There's still <laughs> something called the Master Mold, which uh, it, like, which her, just made it even worse. <laughs> well, her whole thing of like, turns out, if you kill the bloodline, it's fine. Humanity's going to create Sentinels no matter who it is. Yeah. They're just going to happen, and they could be worse. Yep. Um, I will say one of the things I did not like about this issue. Yes. So it has, so the first, you know, several pages is just basically her like monologuing. Let's just go with that. Yeah. She's monologuing. It's in like little boxes or whatever. And it's going and there's art and everything, which was great. I, I enjoyed reading it and, and seeing it along with the art. And then about four or five pages in, it has two pages of just text, which I feel like the text could have been the exact same thing. They could have been showing me art next to the text with the with the boxes. I feel like they just... I don't know if they just didn't want to draw it. That's a Hickman thing. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but because uh, I, I do agree with you because I think if they had um, done something like that, it would have avoided the confusion that Anthony was talking about before. If you, you know, have, because they, those texts that, those two pages of text come right after her first death. Yeah. And the, it's her after rebirth. The reveal, yeah. So the big, normally when you do like a rebirth like that, that would be a big visual thing in a comic mm-hmm. like this as well. So to put it in text, you kind of, undercut your message a little bit i feel like it so does I, yeah because you know you could very easily i just even taking those panels from before yeah and yeah. just even if you want to do the again, exact same panels to, exactly uh i didn't i didn't like it especially because in, in the other books of house of x and powers of x those passages are kind of like superfluous mm-hmm. or not superfluous but you know additional yeah. Yeah. supplementary yeah. whereas in this it's still just continuing her it's still her talking. It's it's not a it's not a break. Mm-hmm. It's a continuation of her talking, and then goes into the next page, and she's still talking. Yeah, that's a Hickman thing. As Joe can attest with Manhattan Project, uh, that's a Hickman thing to just randomly fucking throw a page of text at you with no. Oh art. no, I get it. I just he loves it, and I'm like, because Manhattan Project sometimes you're reading like, holy, oh fuck, I just got assaulted by a white page of words. Yeah. Or the worst is when he does a black page with white letters. I hate that shit so much. Yeah. I guess this is just the first time it's kind of thrown me as I do much agree as that did. could have been over artwork yeah that was my problem with the other ones and that I decided sense. this one I wasn't going to read that I was going to ignore them and continue <laughs> yeah. onward oh no and it totally changes everything like like my complaining about Mr. Sinister the in the other one and how you explain to us what happened with Mr. Sinister instead of just showing us this would have been this I don't know I guess reincarnation to me doesn't seem like it would be that hard to show in pictures yeah. and in visuals oh yeah so I ignored that page continued going on and I was like wow this is 
you sh- don't get me wrong. You still get the same idea. It's I think not it's like her you don't get it. Reincarnation slightly different. Right. Yeah. So I read that, and then the very, like the next, I think it was like three or four pages later, they're like, you know, yeah, you have at least eleven, maybe ten lives, and you're, you know, like they're, yeah. they're going into it. It's like, oh, she's like Doctor Who. This is great. She'll just die and come back as another version of her. Ooh, which one has the bow tie? You know, like it really yeah. like. <laughs> but yeah. that, that's all I thought. And then when I and so I just read it before we started doing this. I reread just those pages and went in a little bit more. I was like, oh wow, this was really important. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you're like, oh shit, it's not wow, quite the mechanism I thought it. I, I just, I, I just, I read comic books because I want to read a comic book. I, well, I like know, novels too. I just don't is. want them in my comics. Yeah. And this goes more to you guys' argument. We had two pages in this book that were a lot of text over art and they were fantastic. They were. The yeah. conversation between her and Destiny, which was a two page of a shit ton of dialogue mm-hmm. over art was, well, you could have mm-hmm. done it. It was, because it was that, those two pages, like, these are well written. The whole thing yeah. with her Destiny Mystique, all of that, like. And there's so much text. It's I really I don't even. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was over. But it art, was over so. artwork, yeah. and you still had the payoff in artwork as opposed to exactly. And so, the art was beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah. just one of the things I didn't like the like the nonconformity of oh she's monologuing, but we're just going to show text. And now here's we're going to show the art, but now here's a file, but it's still her monologue. Yeah, it's a continuation of her monologue, and then we're going to go back to still her monologue. Yeah, I di- I didn't like that. Yeah. It's it just it's just that that so, type of thing. Now yes. We have some meat to get into with this book. Ooh, meat. One, there's no goddamn way Destiny is not popping up in this book, too. No. Oh, Ooh. she's meant to stick around for she sure. She died yeah. on Muir Island, so there's, yeah. <laughs> there's no way the character who died on Muir Island, who has a two-page spread where she's like, hey, you fuck up, I'm going to kill you. You fuck up again, I'm going to kill you. You try to fucking kill me, I'm still going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will know you're going to kill me. going to kill you. And I'm going to read your destiny, you. realize what you're doing, and then and I'm going to kill, kill you. <laughs> that threat, she's like, man, wouldn't it be a shame if you died when you, before your powers manifested? Yep. Bet you stop there. And then Mara, you don't know that, and neither do you. Yep. You're going to test it out? You're going to be yeah. a scientist about yep. this? You can test it out so. if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will say I was very happy and sad all at the same time. They're like, yeah, she's the mutant that can hide from other mutants because nobody can tell. That's her power. All I kept thinking is like, this is bullshit. Are you fucking kidding me? And then they had somebody actually say, like, straight up, this is one of the only things that really isn't anything to catch. It's, you're not lying about your life. You're not, there's nothing about you that would come off as, like, this is a mutant power. Because it's not. It's passive. It's totally passive. Right. So I I was happy they wrote that in there. And at the same time, I was like, damn it, fuck you guys. (laughs) I wanted something to bitch about. And then, yeah. you at least said it, so it'd be cool. Well, and she, so, she also, oh, sorry, and she uh-huh. also explained in the start, like when she's going through her second life, she's like, even being passive and just trying to let everything go, I know what's happening. You so know already. She already changes everything. She you does, know that she guy can't will make see, a left. She can't see the future. Mm-hmm. Well, because it brings up the scientific theory that um, by observing something, you change it just by your observance. Yep. And yep. that's basically what her power is. But you can't, even by observing it and doing nothing, you can't help but change it, even by doing the same things because you're observing it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. I have a question about this book. Yes. So Mystique is the one who killed Moira back in the day. Mm-hmm. She, which turns out it was the a pyro. She, yeah. yeah. Turn, well, no, no. Again. Oh, oh, the you're right. The most recent time yes, she died, right. she stabbed the bitch yes. in, on Muir Island. Yeah. Which we now found, which, we, which we've later found out was a techno golem from Shi'ar. Okay. Mystique has to be in on it. Huh? Because Mystique, Destiny would have told her, even in every lifetime, Destiny would have told, her, would have told her everything. Yeah. Which means Mystique knew she was killing not really Moira. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or, or that if she was killing Moira, she knew she would just come back anyways. Yeah. I, I, oh, that, that's weird. That's like a, oh, I don't know. Mystique's got to be in on it. Okay, so let's talk about something else. So they don't show life six at the very end. So at the very end, there's a nice, a nice graph. Where yes. they're showing Very all nice of her graph. lives, which is really nice, actually. I do like seeing... I want it as a poster. 
I do like seeing. I oh, want it's that definitely going to be a poster. Uh, I do like seeing where some things happen the exact same year, but they're completely different things. Super different things. Yeah. I do like seeing all that. So there's no year six, which means it's definitely going to be some sort of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Obviously, it's a Hickman book. He's not showing us something. That means that it's been. That important. means it's the biggest deal. <laughs> <laughs> However, it shows us in year nine. It continues on with with arrows. In the okay, so I have a theory. So you can so you tell me your theory, and I will tell you what my theory is. Well, about. my theory is this is my theory about the book. Okay. So year nine and ten continue on. Correct. Now year nine, because year nine goes on, it's clear that in that timeline, let's say Moira dies at fifty-two mm-hmm. in whatever. Yeah. In this timeline, she's lived to fifty-two at least right now. Yes. It's clear that in year nine, which is the age of apocalypse build. Or yes. not, your lifetime. Mm-hmm. She doesn't die until, let's say, 70 or 80. So that's why it goes on. Yes. So I think by that nature, she's experiencing all lifetimes technically simultaneously in different timelines, which is why some go on, which is why she can be reborn in life 10, even though life 9 has not ended yet. Okay. And So I'm thinking, my theory mm-hmm. is what if, because they're making a play, they're obviously making a play for Proteus and for Franklin. Okay. What if they merge it all into whatever the hell's happening in Life 6, therefore the new Marvel continuity can still be a 616? I like it. I like it. I'll tell you what my theory is for the arrows. Because neither of ours are probably right. Probably <laughs> so in Powers of 10, they show you that there is a, a machine that, uh, that Nimrod makes mm-hmm. that you can put mutants in. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it takes all of their information and it takes however long it can. What if she gets put into that machine? So that's why her her thing continues on. And one of the theories out there is that year 100 and year 1000 of Powers of 10 is that it is her year 9 and the year 0 and year 10 is her her year 10 or her her 10th life. Okay. So what if for for that um, we know that Mr. Sinister does, um, you know, does a splices of mutants. Yeah. What if what they're doing in Powers of Ten is that one of the people has her splice of resurrection? Okay. And so they're reliving lives in order to realize what they can do in order to change it. And they get the information that they need. Since Moira is still technically alive, they pass it on to Moira so that way she can fix it in year 10. Maybe. Because at some point she does have to die. Yes, See, obviously. That's, that's but more that would along, make sense. Yeah. That's more along the lines of what I think. I definitely think for um, Life 9, mm-hmm. she's in the bath. Yes. And I think... Or is the bath. Or, I, yes. Yeah, or she is the bath. Right? I can see her being the thing that her and, and Xavier, yeah. mm-hmm. essentially, are yeah. what make it the bath. Become yeah. the Absolutely. bath. Absorb all the knowledge of all these other mutants that you can. And when we eventually end the bath program, now you Life now. 10 gets all of the future knowledge. She could be how they was. like regurgitate it. That's what into, I was thinking. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially because well, it also continues on in year 10. It also has arrows. Yeah, because so. year 10 is, yes. is concurrent now, but this one continues on past 52. So it's like, wait yes. a minute, what? Yeah. And then, of course, what the fuck is six? That's the big. Yes. So that's what I was thinking. That's my theory. That's a good no, one. I'm, that's a good that's, one. That's, I'm more along the mm-hmm. lines of you. I, I definitely. Feel like your theory and my theory could still be. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Like feed into each other. Yeah. They could both be wrong. Yeah. Or we're both wrong. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, Hickman's going to tell us in a line of text uh, at the end, so well, sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
but I did love this issue, just explaining Moira. And like that's all this issue was, was just Moira. It, it was needed. And it made, yeah. it, it was a weird, I want to ask you before we close this, I want to ask you guys a final question because explaining Moira, Moira yeah. while yes, this is technically a retcon, mm-hmm. I have been debating on whether or not this is really a true retcon or if it's just more of a, this is kind of a retcon, but it's more about looking at a character all her things have happened to her, but now with a different, like a flashlight on her instead of a, a floodlight, you know, okay. a different view of this thing. Because from what we know, most of the stuff involving Moira did happen via her timeline. We just didn't know she was a mutant and we didn't know she had lived nine other lifetimes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I would like you it. consider that the same as a traditional retcon or something kind of new for Hickman to do retcon wise? Okay. It's in the purest sense. It is a retcon. Yes. Yes. In the purest sense, that's a retcon. However, for the story-wise, it isn't because they're building a story around the non-retcon, exactly. kind of like how they do with like Flashpoint and yes. like New 52, yes. where it's still part of the same story. They're still retconning it. However, they're giving you a story reason for it. Yeah. So we're, we're in like Fast and the Furious at the end of that movie <laughs> where like smashy, smashy Han, and then What's-His-Face walks out of the crash and is like, yo, I'm going to mess your stuff up. You're retconning what actually happened because we didn't see that moment in time. But I hate to say but it, But ultimately, like it that. is a much more forward. Exactly. Well, and much like that, because most retcons fundamentally change a person like, oh, there's a long lost son. But much like to keep the fast fears going, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't change it. Han still died. Yeah. Moira still exists, but it just goes, here's this thing that's actually going to make other things make more sense now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Moira, it's like making her mutant actually makes a lot of her history since the 70s. It's like, oh, man, a lot of shit falls into place now, much like Jason Statham walking up on Han. The legacy virus thing is really one of the big deals. Like, Mm. that was one of those things that didn't make any sense at all. Well, that and she always had way too much of a handle on, for a non-mutant, What's going even as a scientist, she always had too much of a handle on the mutant gene. And Way too chill. In our continuity in 616... She fell in love with Professor X almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Well, that only makes sense if she had now known him through multiple timelines. Yep. Which we even see where she's like, I hated him. And then eventually I, I actually hated him. I hated him. <laughs> I hated him. And I thought he was arrogant. And then she says, but through my other timelines, I realized I kind of don't hate him. Yeah. He's just passionate. He's, but yeah. yeah. And it makes sense. Like, oh, that's how you kind of instantly, again, very much like Fast and the Furious and Han. <laughs> <laughs> it just explained things better. With that retcon, mm-hmm. so no, yeah. no, I mean, look, I think this I, issue fucked up, Jen. I think yeah, it really, it really, well, it really did, it really <laughs> did, and I, I think you heard a little bit of that in the last episode. Um, but it's interesting that we got all this information so early on. This is issue two. We've got makes me squirrely a long yeah. time to go, and so it's it seems like a major piece of the puzzle or half of a piece of a puzzle. It'll be interesting to see how we go forward. Yeah, which I think is why that one, that yeah. one theory about uh, powers of ten being half her ninth life and half of her tenth life make that can be the twist. Yeah, that, that you know that's the mid twist, and then we find out yes. there's a different there's twist. There's a different well, twist. Yeah, <laughs> what is? Life say, I think it's too yeah. soon <laughs> to even know. We don't have even met all the players yet. No. I think because it's Hickman. Yeah, maybe one of those uh, powers of X is Gear Six. Yeah, we don't mm. know. I hope so. Uh. <laughs> that's for a different episode because i have episode. theories about that as well agreed yes we'll we'll go into that but uh yeah i think that'll i think that'll do for for this Our that'll extra do. sizzling bonus episode yeah bonus. Uh, extra sizzle. sizzlers sizzle, after sizzle, dark 
Sizzler's Ow. after dark. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't no. Sizzler the name of a food chain? Yes, it still was. Is. Yes, it was. Yes. And, and oh, after, it still oh, exists. And after dark, they're terrible. Well, I mean, they are, they're during terrible. day. See, during... I thought, okay, when I grew up, I thought Sizzler and Red Lobster were the same thing. No. They no, I didn't. were. I mean, are they're they're they the same thing? I've never been to a Red Lobster. Have I not the same thing? Yes, we've been to Red Lobster. We've been to a Red Lobster. Yes. Okay. You've had Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Yes. Did I have those? Yes, we have. Oh, I remember them that well. The difference is one has Cheddar Bay Biscuits and one has a dope ass dessert bar. Yeah, well, Sizzlers is like the all you can eat. Like, yeah, well, some, I've never been some of them, those, some of the sure, Sizzlers but. were all you can eat, and they were buffets like oh. style, but they weren't, they weren't that great. No, <laughs> yeah, a I, I don't think they, they had a dessert usually. buffet which oh. had unlimited whipped cream. It was the best. Of course, Anthony would know about the yeah. dessert. Buffet. It was the only good part of Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I think we're the only good part of Sizzler. Getting that tangent in at the end of the instead of leading with it, we're bookending. Well, no, we led with a tangent. A little small bit of small tangent, small tangent. Bonus episodes, tangents on both sides. That's right. <laughs> Bookend them. Double tangent. <laughs> tangents of X. <laughs> Exponents of tangents. Yeah. Powers of tangent. Powers of tangent. Powers of tangent. Well, that brings us an end to this tangential episode. <laughs> that brings us an end. That you is correct. You are a tangentleman. Yes, you're a tangentleman. I am. <laughs> I am. Well. Unfortunately, not as always. We are recording live upstairs inside of uh, Anthony's apartment. Third floor walk-ups are sucky. Yes, they are. Because <laughs> there's no elevator in your building. Yes. <laughs> but uh, you can find us online on our Instagrams and Facebooks. Tater Talk 93. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Woo. And then, uh, as boom. always, however, as always, I'm Brian. I'm Anthony. I'm Jen. And I'm Joe. Have a great week, everyone. Bonus. <laughs>